Do you actually know how to stop your phone tracking your location everywhere you go? It's not as easy as you might think. I'll just put my phone in airplane mode. Take airplane mode, for example. Using this is a good start, but by itself, it won't stop your phone tracking your location. What if you took the SIM out of the phone too and didn't connect it to Wi-Fi? Well, one reporter tried this and carried his phone around with him all day. This one is in airplane mode. Both of the phones lack a SIM card and they haven't been set up to access any Wi-Fi networks. So for all intents and purposes, these phones have no connection to a data network. Did this stop his location being tracked? Nope. The phone continued to log his location the entire day and then automatically shared all this data the next time he reconnected to the internet. As soon as it hooked up to our Wi-Fi, it transmitted hundreds of kilobytes of data to Google, even logged our exact locations, tracking us all around town. Our phones are complex devices, so it can be really difficult for the average person to actually understand if they're protecting their privacy and things like their location data, for example. And depending on which operating system and apps are on our phones, it gets even more confusing. For example, Google made their location settings so confusing that they were hit with a lawsuit by several US states who claimed that Google made it nearly impossible for people to prevent their location from being tracked. So in this video, we're going to start to demystify location tracking and give you some tips for protecting yourself. While there are a lot of settings that are specific to Android and iOS operating systems, systems that we'll dive into in another video. In this video, we'll focus on three settings in particular, airplane mode, location services, and Wi-Fi. These are features of our phones that we're all already familiar with, but we'll dive into details, explaining what they're actually doing and what kinds of location tracking they actually prevent. For example, did you know that removing your SIM from your phone doesn't actually stop it communicating with cell towers and that putting your phone into airplane mode doesn't actually block all radio signals to and from the device and that you don't even need to connect to any Wi-Fi networks for your phone to use Wi-Fi signals to triangulate your position. We'll dive into all of this and hopefully leave you with a better understanding of these tools in your privacy toolbox. Let's start with airplane mode and understanding cell tower communication with our phones. As we travel throughout our day, if we want to be able to use our phones to connect to the internet or make phone calls wherever we go, we need to subscribe to a cell provider. They'll either provide us with a physical SIM card to insert into our phone or activate an embedded eSIM that's already built into the device. SIM stands for Subscriber Identity Module. It stores your IMSI or International Mobile Subscriber Identity Number, enabling cell networks to identify your device. By authenticating this identity, the SIM card ensures that calls and data are correctly routed to and from your phone. In order to maintain network connectivity, your phone is constantly scanning for nearby cell towers and connecting to the strongest signal. This means that your cell providers know your location at all times, based on the signals they're receiving from your phone. If there aren't many cell towers around, this is a rough estimate of your location. But in densely populated areas with lots of cell towers, the accuracy of location tracking improves. It makes sense that cell networks log your location as a byproduct of maintaining connectivity. But did you know that they also have a long history of selling that location data to basically anyone who wants it? It's pretty egregious. You might be tempted to think that if you just remove your SIM card, your phone can't connect to cell towers. 
but that's not actually true. While you can't make or receive calls without a SIM, your phone will still connect to cell towers for safety reasons, legal compliance, or certain core services. For example, emergency calls like those to 911. In many countries, it's mandated that people have access to emergency services on their phones, regardless of their subscription status with a mobile carrier. So even without a SIM card, your phone is designed to connect with cell towers to make emergency calls. Then there's GPS assistance. Now normally, in situations where GPS signals are weak or obstructed, a system on your phone called AGNSS, or Assisted Global Navigation Satellite System, will step in to help. Your phone will either use a SIM or Wi-Fi connection to download satellite location data to help GPS and other satellite systems find your precise location. However, if your phone doesn't have an active internet connection, it will still connect to cell towers for assistance through a different process known as cellular triangulation or network-based positioning. This method uses the visible cell towers to provide an initial rough estimate of your location. It can also help speed up the GPS in achieving a more accurate fix, and it works even when your phone doesn't have a SIM in it. Then there are services like TimeSync. Modern smartphones can keep time very accurately on their own, but they also have the capability to synchronize with a cell network's time. Your phone will connect to cell towers to retrieve accurate time data, even without a SIM card. Synchronizing your phone's time with the network ensures that any timestamps for calls, messages, and other data are accurate. And since maintaining accurate time is essential for network operations and doesn't require much data, networks typically allow this even for devices without an active subscription. These are just three examples of ways that your phone connects to cell towers, even when you have no SIM. These connections are far more limited compared to a phone with an active SIM card. For example, they're less frequent and they carry less information, often without detailed logging since there's no associated subscriber account or phone number. However, any cell tower interaction, regardless of its scope, is detectable. To stop your phone from communicating with cell towers, the only effective method is to use airplane mode. Consider switching to airplane mode whenever not actively using the cell network. You can think of it like turning off the light switch when you leave the room. Just keep in mind that if you use your real cell number for calls, you won't be able to make or receive them when in airplane mode. Let's quickly talk about which radio signals airplane mode does and doesn't block. Airplane mode was primarily designed to comply with regulations from the FCC and FAA and is only focused on cell or modem radios, i.e. your phone's connection to cell towers. This is because cell radios are among the most powerful transmitters in your phone. So the concern is that they could interfere with navigation and communication systems on aircrafts. These days, aircrafts are well shielded against such interference. But as we know, it's not uncommon for regulations to be heavy-handed and overzealous, so there are still laws curtailing this communication with cell towers when on a plane. There are other reasons why it can be problematic for phones in high-altitude, fast-moving planes to communicate with cell towers, because ground-based cell networks aren't designed to handle the rapid switching between towers that occurs at such high speeds and altitudes. So airplane mode shuts off communication between your phone and cell towers, but other kinds of radio signals might remain
remain unaffected. For example, GPS, another location tracking technology, can still work on your phone even when it's placed into airplane mode. So if you want to turn off GPS, you have to look at the location services setting. GPS stands for Global Positioning System, and the way it works is there's a network of GPS satellites circling the Earth and sending out a constant stream of data. The GPS receiver on your phone picks up these signals from multiple satellites at a time, and through a process called trilateration, makes calculations based on the location of these satellites and the exact time to pinpoint your precise location. Now, the GPS system is based on one-way communication. Your phone is only receiving signals, not sending them. So it may seem like this isn't privacy invasive, because GPS satellites aren't getting your location data but your phone will store this location data and share it with various services and apps on your phone if you've given them location permissions. Apps will request access to your location data for various purposes, including location-based services, personalized content, and even for tracking and advertising. Many apps will also often share this location data with third parties. So location data generated through things like GPS can be a big privacy leak on your phone. To disable GPS on your phone, which will also disable all kinds of other location tracking technologies, you'll need to turn off location services. How you do this will depend on your phone OS, but on Graphene OS you can go to Settings and Location, and you can control which apps have permission to use location services. You can also see if any apps have accessed your location recently, and you can also choose to switch off location services for the device entirely. But be aware that turning this off can lead to certain apps not working. Go through your phone permissions and take a look at which apps you've granted location permissions to, and revoke any permissions that you're not comfortable with. Finally, let's look at Wi-Fi. We have a whole video diving deeper into Wi-Fi and why you should keep it off when you're not using it, but here is a broad overview of how it can be used for location tracking. The first thing to be aware of is that you don't have to be connected to any Wi-Fi network for this tracking to occur. We mentioned AGNSS earlier, which speeds up obtaining a GPS location fix. AGNSS can also utilize Wi-Fi signals to help GPS pinpoint your location. Basically, there are databases that map Wi-Fi network locations to their geographical coordinates. Some of them are open source, like Wheel.net, and others are closed source and far more comprehensive, maintained by tech giants like Google and Apple. AGNSS can use the known locations of Wi-Fi networks from such databases to help estimate a phone's location. There's also a process called triangulation, where your phone measures the varying strengths of signals coming from nearby Wi-Fi networks to approximate its position. And finally, your phone isn't just receiving signals from nearby, it also sends out its own Wi-Fi probe requests, basically broadcasting the names of every SSID or Wi-Fi network that it's ever connected to and remembers, in case one of them happens to be in the vicinity. Have you ever wondered how your phone is able to automatically connect to your home Wi-Fi network every time you return home, or to your office network, or your favorite coffee shop? It's been constantly shouting out the names of remembered networks, basically saying, are any of you nearby? And if any of them are near, it will shout back, 
yes, I'm here, and your phone will seamlessly connect to it. This list of shouts out can act as a unique fingerprint for your device. You're probably the only person in the world with your specific list of remembered networks. And this unique list can be used for tracking your movements or determining your presence in a specific location. You should consider turning your Wi-Fi off when you're not using it. Again, putting your phone into airplane mode doesn't necessarily turn off your Wi-Fi. You should make sure that the Wi-Fi toggle itself is switched off if you want to stop your phone receiving and transmitting Wi-Fi signals. There are many legitimate reasons why your location is tracked when using your devices, but understanding how this tracking works is essential so that you can stay in control of your privacy. Putting your phone into airplane mode when you're not using it, disabling unnecessary location permissions for certain apps, or turning off location services on your entire device, and turning off Wi-Fi when you're not using it can all go a long way to helping you fortify your digital life. Another honorable mention that we'll dive into in another video is turning off Bluetooth when you're not using it, because BLE, or Bluetooth Low Energy, is another technology used to track our movements. And finally, Faraday bags are another good solution that also help us stop our phones tracking our location without our knowledge. Putting a phone into a Faraday bag essentially stops the phone from being able to send or receive any wireless communications, making it invisible to tracking and communication networks. Most of us don't want to throw out our digital devices. We just want to be empowered to make better decisions about our privacy. Our phone can be both an ally and an inadvertent foe in the modern digital landscape. Let's learn how to make sure it's on our side. NBTV is funded by community donations. If you'd like to support our free educational content that helps demystify the digital world for you, please visit nbtv.media support. And take a look at our book, Beginner's Introduction to Privacy, that also supports our channel. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, which all help our videos be seen by more people. Thank you so much for watching through till the end. I do understand that some of the things I'm suggesting might seem a little bit extreme. I'm like, turn off your Wi-Fi when you're not using it. Turn off your Bluetooth. Put your phone in airplane mode all the time. It's like, Naomi, how do I get calls? Like, well, use a VoIP number. I mean, it's, it's a whole process. Privacy is a process. And I get that these things can be annoying and not second nature. But actually, I found that they become second nature. It's kind of like locking my front door every time I leave my apartment. It's just something that I do. You know, every time I'm not using something on my phone, I just turn it off. And what happens is these things stop be being like a, an extreme privacy measure. My phone constantly turned on is the extreme thing to me now. But I wanna hear from you. Is this stuff too inconvenient? Is it stuff that you might consider integrating into your life? Do you have better techniques or other techniques that you want to recommend for privacy? I would love to hear your suggestions because if they can help others, then I wanna share them with all the viewers.